I've just watched a cat chase a rat the size of the cat down the road. <laughs> oh, this is why we teach internationally, isn't it? You are listening to The Learning Factory. Feel free to judge if we have demonstrated satisfactory, adequate, or excellent technical skills when making the podcast. Welcome back to The Learning Factory podcast. Slightly more calm today because it's a little bit more muted because Jesse's in his wonderful outdoor studio. What are we talking about this week, Jesse? Well, we are talking about the holy grail of design. I'm not sure what that dog in the background is talking about, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I thought the sound quality was going to be good. Just one more thing for me to edit out. What are we talking about? What is the holy grail? Because I've got a million Monty Python quotes ready to go here, and I hope it's something to do with that. Well, Brian... Is it a shrubbery? One of the first um, MYP schools up in the far north of England. Design was originally taught by the Knights of Knee. <laughs> School went under because they only accepted payment in shrubberies. Mm. <laughs> the physics department got yeah. into a massive debacle with the maths department over the, the air, airspeed direction of an unladen African swallow. But oh, now it's just getting too many in jokes. All right, all right, moving on, moving on. All right, uh, Holy Grail, criteria C. Criteria C, the one we get to make stuff. Cool. Yes. Or well, for, the one where the one the one where the book says you get to make stuff. Yeah. Which book? Are we still pushing Lenny's book away? Uh, yeah. The, the no, the design guide. The design guide. I feel like that should have a, a thing after it. Yeah, you get to make stuff and and well, first of all, you've got to do you gotta do jump through a few hoops first, don't you? And it's, it's very much interconnected with the other bits and pieces. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, this is the, this is the bread and butter. This is what you, this is why you become a design teacher, isn't it? You don't, you don't do it for any other reason, hopefully. Well, you started off as, you know, all those years back in, uh, in Limerick. Yeah. Uh, those of you out there, they, Dave's not one to gloat, but this is one uh, ticket he often drops is he's one of the very few trained teachers who has a degree in design education yeah i, I like the way the ticket i drop because you've you've interviewed me how many times that i've dropped it at those instances so to be fair, it's not exactly a humble brag when you're trying to get a job I'm like why would you like to be a design teacher uh because i'm trained to be a design teacher please please and thank you sir oh dear yeah that's me that, that was my so all you humanities teachers out there in the world that uh, ended up teaching design. Take Pay care. attention now. Yeah. Well, here we go. Yeah, Christ. I don't know. You're bigging me up like I know a lot about this. I'm more drawing and sketching and shite. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, you. But obviously, when you're making a plan, you know, you, you, well, you've got to allow for all the variables and time and everything. Mm-hmm. This is one where food lends itself really nicely. Oh, yeah. Like recipes fit straight in, don't they? Because they're, yeah. they're, they're structured really nicely as well. You've got all your prep work time, you've got your cooking time, you've got your, what's the first thing you do? Preheat the oven, that kind of stuff. It's, it's actually really logically laid out. It's quite nice compared to, oh, I better gather all my wood. And then you end up with this stack of firewood in front of you for three weeks. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or digital kids, uh, clothes pop up 
um, run antivirus software again. Copy somebody's code from from two years ago. Find, <laughs> find bugs. Find YouTube video to decode bugs. And did so, but how how would you go about doing a plan? Like, product design unit like yeah where, where it's not where it's not a fucking boring ass tedious tick box exercise yeah yeah you're actually doing something unusual well the problem is i suppose if, if you're doing a good unit you've got probably 20 different projects on the go made from 20 different materials at 20 different sizes so from the teacher's point of view it's an absolute shit show but if you're a student and you're telling them what to do um it's probably okay figure out where's the the lowest common denominator of success and let's try and get to there first so if you're making a chair what are the bare necessities for that it'll excuse the jungle book reference um so you get like what do we need okay we need legs we need a seat we need a back or if it's a stool you don't need the back and then you go right let's make up a cutting list for that and let's see what we need to get to there and then you avoid you avoid students sort of over promising and under delivering um, because they have yeah. to just get what they need. And so then how much of your, sorry to jump what? in, but how much of your cut list then comes from before? Uh, drawings? Or are like you then just talking about how you're going to go about and do that? Or is there a bit of a merge here happening between B4 and C1? I would say cut list is like one of those un unassessed things that just kind of happens in between those two. I know it says like you need time and resources are accounted for in the plan, but like I would say resources is like your, what we used to call a workshop matrix where you go along and you say, I'll need the laser cutter for two hours or I'll need yeah. to be, to be on the lathe for, for three hours, especially if you're in a school with only one of everything, that's more important than telling the teacher I need, um, lengths of two by four or, or two by one or whatever they want or 16 bolts, because they can be sort of sourced pretty quickly. But if a teacher is trying to organize themselves, they go, okay, Johnny needs the laser cutter for two hours. Uh, Mary needs it for six hours. So something like a 3D printers is where that's really important, where mm. everything comes to a grinding halt. Oh, Christ, it does. And then mm. it fucks up when it fails. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of the unit. Well, we, we got around that. Actually, we managed to cloud cloud our 3d printers so the kids can print from home or they can line up the oh, jobs yes. and then i go in and press print and so it's all oh. so if you've got like MakerBot printers the nice ones they can be lined up and they just they do uh, it automatically we've just got inkjet <laughs> just piling sheets of paper on top of each other as they come out of the printer <laughs> <laughs> well actually speaking of that, that that's how 3d printers used to work wasn't it because you pile all the layers of resin yes. up on top of each other and then break off the other stuff oh we're getting fragile technical now already but yeah if you yeah all, all the nets and stuff oh, like, yeah. it's fucking awful um yeah i suppose you get you you figure out the workshop matrix for the kids and you tell them that's your priority okay where's your biggest bottleneck going to be and that's your efficient use of time and resources you figure out that okay, if there's 16 people using laser cutter for the start of the project, but you don't need it until the end, just wait. You don't have to get that piece done right now. And then, yeah, your cut list, I suppose, if you're using something like CAD for like Fusion or something like that, it'll generate your cut list for you. And then yeah. if you're a super organized kid, you've got that drawing done in advance and you can go in and start fishing out the good bits of timber and 
stuff yeah, there for yeah. your own project while everyone else is going, what's a plan? <laughs> Whatever they do, or forgetting to do a plan. It's one of the, the age-old gripes, isn't it, too, when kids start ruling up what they want cut. You can use the edge of the, the piece of wood. Mm. You don't have to go in a centimetre. Yeah, I hate that. Because hate, yeah. that edge that edge is going to be straighter than any edge you cut. Or, or they've, they've said, I need a circular piece of, of material. And they go, okay. And they draw a circle right in the middle of a metre by metre sheet. Yes. And they need, yeah, and they take it right out of the middle. It's like, oh, great. Well, yeah, someone cheers. else needs a sinkhole. Somebody else is getting, yeah. Somebody else is getting that piece. It's now a dartboard. Uh, yeah, that's that's the efficient use of time. I think that's actually one of the things guess, where you can probably grade them on C1 while they're doing stuff because they haven't used efficient yeah, yeah. resources there, have you? There you go now. Yeah, and it, it does sort of hang outside like a red-headed stepchild from the rest of the family, which sort of fit together. Yeah. And are you one of these dickheads who uh, stops them from starting unless they've got a plan? Oh, you that's what the fucking criteria says, mate. So that's what I fucking do. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Carry on. Plan as you go. Pick mm. pick the mountain you're gonna die on. Yeah. Yeah. If you start if you sit them down in the middle of everyone's like aprons on, you know, hammers going and they're all making stuff. And then you're going, no, nah, sit down over there on your own. Because this is the fifties, and we will ostracise you. We've actually only got forty-five minutes left before our um, we have to have our criterion seat check-in. So, um, you, mm. because it's taking that long to get a plan, so you've got all. What have you? What have you got? A Twelve-week unit. You probably give yourself what five or six weeks for criteria C, and you don't want to spend. You don't want to waste a week planning this. So you give it as homework at the end of the. Yeah. At the end of criteria B or whatever. Yeah. It's like your feedback, mate. You 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 just need to work actually on your plan. plan. All right, so um, we've we've planned, or we've we've attempted right. to plan. Yeah, the, I always see the rest of the criteria as a bit of a, a merge, a bit of a yeah. blur. Yeah, it's hard to document it because, well, it's hard to document it because they're not documenting it while they're making it. No matter how many times you tell them to, they're not going to stop mid cut and take a picture, and the person beside no. them is rarely going to remember to do it either. So it's almost like you just need to have a few. Um, if you if you had the the equipment where you had a few cameras set up on tripods that were just taking photos every couple of minutes, yeah, you know, that'd be good. Sort it? of focus on a few tables, just so that then they can go back and look through and say, oh yeah, there, there's one that I need because at least it's authentic. They're not going back and reenacting it. Oh, pausing. Like so many of them do. I, I I told you that story about the kid who handed up his GCSE work, and he was. Yeah. He, I think he was. Was he? he was nigerian by descent and he handed up a load of work that had the palest hands in the world in in the work and he's like yeah here's pictures of me cutting wood it's like first of all there's a watch in that and you have never worn a watch and your hands are a little bit pale to be authentically your work it's like how do i how do i say this without saying this (laughs) he's like oh they're your hands sir aren't they yes yes they are they're my hands so you can't use that picture anymore but how, how do you break down the, the technical skills and the oh. evidence of the following the plan and then obviously see for the, the changes to the plan at the end of it? Uh, I suppose you, with the, the evidence of the skills, you just 
that's where they have to take strategic photographs. They're like, here's here's me doing the really complicated thing. Like here's me, I don't know, exporting a G code to a to a laser cutter in a particular order. Or he's here's me, you know, turning wood or something like that, or casting or something like that. Like, where's the, the high technical skill, the difficult process? Or here's me with the would you say like that instead of having like one class skill, one unbelievable thing, would you say like a consistent number of good skills would still be able to get in that ex- excellent technical skills? Uh, I think so because you, you're demonstrating it over like extended period of time. Anyone can fucking wing it for and you know pull a rabbit out of the hat for one thing. But if you're consistently demonstrating, you like steady, trying, you, you're getting there. Yeah. You know, you don't win every F1 race in the season, but you finish on the podium for most of them. Yeah. There's probably a fair chance you're going to win the championship. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's if, if you can be... I fucking hate motorsport. <laughs> you've, always, you've been watching too much Netflix, haven't you? Uh, what's that show called? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think Steady Eddie deserves the eight as much as, you know, One Hit Wonder deserves it for, for whatever they're doing. And it's also like you don't have an infinite amount of time as well. So if you're getting kids, like if they're making something that's all like mortise and tenon joints, for example, mm. get them to show you one where they do one by hand. But then if you've got the facility, if you've got a, a mortising machine there, let them jump on that for the yeah. other ones. Well, that's, like, that's, that's a skill in itself is being able to set up a repetitive cut, I would say. Yeah. Like that's, yes. that's using sure. stuff efficiently and you're setting up a complex process there because it doesn't stop them in mass. They, they encourage yeah. them to use a calculator. It's not like, right, fucking long division again. Here we go. Fucking <laughs> differentiation take a while if that was the case. Uh, <laughs> okay, no. But yeah, it's, doesn't it's, happen in, doesn't happen in maths. No, no, let's not speak about math teachers. Come on. I've had a lot. If you don't know the answer, go to the back of the book. <laughs> Do they still put the answers in the back of the book? I don't think I read that crack. It's all online. It's back of the PDF. It's back of the PDF. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hmm. Yeah, it, I think yeah. If you can set up a complex, go back to the the process. So if you go back to your, that's demonstrating planning as well. If you really want to set up, because they've they've planned out how to do eight mortises on a mortising machine, or they've set up a jig to cut a dovetail. So I'll go back to woodworking for some reason, or they've set up a some sort of a jig to hold things while they weld them. It's 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 pretty clear cut that that's. I'm just actually looking at the what is excellent technical skills in the <clears throat> notes for criteria C. A wide range of complex skills demonstrated by the student who works independently, requiring minimal guidance and initial instruction. Yeah, that sounds about right. Now I would look at that like in food. I would look at that if they're creating some sort of dish, that, let's say pasta or bread, for example. Mm. Yeah. You demonstrate the skills, you make the pasta, you cook the pasta, you're demonstrating that skill. Yeah. Now, if it, depending on how, how the school's set up with time of periods and all that sort of stuff, if you, if you don't have time to then get it all done in that, that's, that's not the kid's fault sort of thing. So the next time, you don't have to make the pasta again, you've done that. Commercial pasta in the, because you, you've already demonstrated the skill. You, the next thing you're talking about is your, like your ragu or whatever you you don't put ragu on pasta, but that shows my cooking expertise. We're gonna but, get that that Italian guy on TikTok just doing the the finger and thumb thing at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
because the the next what you're trying to demonstrate next is like you saw so like the next step you don't need yeah. to go back over and show you've already demonstrated that yeah that's that's an interesting one actually because that's what continual that's what continual assessment is yes we don't have to just pile it all in and well that's a two things there now i'll go back to the first one um one kids are always like why do we only get one practical lesson for food tech or food design as it's known and that's how you do it you go okay demonstrate x skill to me here demonstrate second skill sauce so you know you set it up so that all your kids are doing sauces so some are making a roux some are doing this some are making a jus and whatever the other sauces are i don't know i get them out of a jar and then they all make fresh pasta one day and they all do whatever else and then the third practical day or the fourth practical day is where they throw all these things together even though they might be using dry pasta and jar sauce but then they're cooking meat and they're concentrating on that yeah yeah yeah. And and you look at our our avid our number one listener. Big shout out to you, Brian. Big Brie. Uh yep. Not the not the naughty boy, Brian. The other Brian. Um, the people are so confused though. <laughs> yeah, but he he's he he's getting them this year when they're analysing a product. They're analysing the recipe, so they're analysing it by cooking the recipe. It's, it's the best way to do it, isn't it? I suppose. Do I like this? Yeah. Is, is this a, is this a good one? One is this a good dish, but is it a good recipe? So is it actually? Yeah. And that's what we're designing. In food. Yeah. yeah. Is it beyond my skill level? All that sort of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, actually, yeah. it says it's only forty five minutes, but it took me two and a half fucking hours. So no. Fuck, fuck you, Delia Smith. That's that's some fucking forty five hours. Been here for three. Yeah. Five minutes. Um, yeah. So I think the 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 second thing I was going to say was the. The fact that we're observing all of this and nobody's writing it down, which people are scared shitless of nailing their colors to the mast and saying like, oh, Jesse got an eight because he demonstrated excellent technical skills on such a date, such a date, because I saw them and there is zero evidence to support that. Mm. So mm. It, do we trust the teachers and say, yeah, they know best, or do we make them put the evidence in? I'm firmly in the trust category. Well, you you and teachers are in your own camp there, David, because I've spoken to a number of politicians and a number of parents who don't trust the teacher yeah. because they actually know more about education than what the teacher does. Funny that, so isn't it? Yeah. You fucking know your colours to the flag all you want, boy. Yep, yep. Well, I, as, as an Irish teacher, I, I'm, I'm going to go on strike for it. Obviously, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> for any Irish teachers in the audience they'll, they'll get that joke but we go and strike quite a lot um, but yeah I think trust the teachers now that said you get some crap teachers who, who might know what an excellent technical skill is but that's up to the likes of Ibin and their boss to figure that out but I think we trust the processes maybe yeah and I think you, you get as soon as like you, once you dive a little deeper you you can you can see those that actually don't have a clue or they're just bullshitting there. You know? Yeah. Don't and we're all we're all bullshitters by trade, but don't bullshit a bullshitter like we're Oh yeah, that's right. Don't like Yeah, kid, kid comes up to you and goes, How do you do this? And I'm like, if you say I don't know, let's go find out. That's fine. But if you say do it exactly like this and you don't have a clue, that's when fingers start hitting the floor in, in criteria C. That's the only issue with bullshitting. 
yeah. whether it's you food don't, you or, don't, yeah. you know, when you're team teaching, you don't say you should go and ask Mr. McMahon that he needs a bit of practice in that area. We start just like tennising kids back and up, back and forth up the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Mr. Zonley said he knew what he's doing there with that. Oh, yeah. Bring the whole welder back up that end of the room and see what he thinks of it. Yeah. yeah, go back up the other room. Fucking page is still loading. <laughs> yeah, so wait for this YouTube tutorial to load. Oh no, wait, that's digital design again. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Photoshoptutorials.com. Uh, yeah. Now, when you're getting them to talk about, so C4, when they're talking about obviously changes they made, changes to the design, that's easy, you know. You mean the that most explosive criteria? Yeah. <laughs> They worked out that they they are actually shit ass at doing you know dovetail joints. Yeah. So they just did a, a butt screw and glue. And lovely. Yeah. I pretend I'm pretend and, I'm pretend that four years of education training is not just making me curl up inside when you say that. But okay, yeah, go for it. Like it they've they've worked. Okay, I ran out of time. I couldn't do it. Didn't work. Uh, I tried to demonstrate it. I failed miserably. In order for me to to have a functioning product that a, a product that functions as intended, yeah, uh, this is what I had to do. So when they're explaining that, that's easy. But getting them to go back and talk about how they had to change their plan, how do you get them to do that? I think it's super low tech, but I suppose if you had some version of a plan printed out or with them at all times on the table and just got them to, I don't know, circle it, draw a line through it, put a star beside it where they, they said, okay, I'm going to make dovetail joints here. And then they try the first one and it takes them a class and they're like, well, I'm supposed to do 28 of these or whatever. And they go, all right, draw a line through that. And they go time or just put a little note beside it. Go, no, not happening. That's how I would do the yeah. changes. Yeah, I know it's 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 a bit hypocritical though, isn't it? Because when we teach a class and it all goes tits up, we don't go back to our lesson plan afterwards and say, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna. This is where I would have had to change it." We say that was a fucking shit class. I'm not doing that one again, and that's the end of it. Wait, aren't we supposed to do that in the unit planner? <laughs> Reflection done. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. We 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 don't. It's do do as I say, not as I do, isn't it? You know. Like we, we, we don't go into every class. Well, some teachers do, but I don't go into every class with every minute and every single sentence planned out. So that's the way I approach the planning of this. I go, I've got the main checkpoints planned out. Everything in between is a bit fluid. I know how to do them. Yeah, and I think, unfortunately, and I don't want to, you know, pigeonhole people here, but they tend to be people that maybe... Say it and stop making love to it. Not teachers that... Not teachers at heart. Ah, yes, yes. People who found themselves with the responsibility thrust upon them rather than the best, actually wanting to be The here. best lessons you have are the ones that are off the cuff. Yeah. Fly by the seat of your pants. Because you're not trying to fucking drive the car down. You're just like, yeah. I'm going to go no hands and I'm going to see where it fucking takes me. Well, you, you know, it's a good analogy. Like the worst drivers are the nervous drivers. They're like correcting for every little bit and thing, and they're, they're trying to over, overthink it. It's just okay. The, the car will go in a straight line, roughly speaking. If you if you know what you're doing and you're comfortable and you relax. But that said, I have to be Mister Safety again and go. There's a couple of things you don't skimp on. Yes, you can skimp on your planning in terms of teaching maybe skills, 
but you can't skimp on the attitude you bring into those practical lessons because you see it all the time when oh. teachers go, it's criteria C time, and they just go, hands off the reins, kids, off you go. And the kids have never even thought about how this room works, how this workshop, how this kitchen works, and they just go buck wild, and they're swinging off the rafters. Yeah, yeah no, when I, when I say it's just you don't have to write up your fucking objective question yeah. for the lesson. Uh, revisit your smart goals every six weeks or... Reminds me of my old boss in England. He uh, he wrote, he spent an inordinate amount of time thinking up one lesson objective that covered the entire UK design process. This really verbose two-line thing. And he wrote it in permanent marker on the top of every whiteboard in the department. And there just, you go. It, st- it stayed there for, it's probably still there. This man still has a Nokia 3310. He, he does not listen to podcasts. Ooh. What's his top scoring snake? um so yeah that that's that's the criteria really isn't it that's the whole thing uh big takeaways for you don't plan too much take pictures of everything yeah let it be a little organic yeah i think people get too caught up in having a thing at the end of it as well they get like a perfect like functions as intended that the word function does not mean perfect like you can sit on it it's a chair yeah, you know, it might exactly. look great. You might get a splinter up your arse, but it's still a chair. Yeah. So. Or it doesn't kill you. So, oh, that's edible food. And I guess the one thing to where our connection with the other, like other stages of the design cycle, oh, yeah. is just about when, you know, going and talking about technical skills that they're doing, just want to make sure that what it is that they're creating is allowing them to do that. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that a 13 or 14 year old can't really look that far into the future and say oh shit if i only design this now i'm i'm chopping my nose off in the next criteria so i think that's where it's up to the teacher to say you know that's a cool idea but you need to think about doing this part of it this way have a go at this yeah to try and bring in those skills and and that's where teachers um you know even get the kids to make the bread get the kids to to make the pasta just to try and bring in allow them to hit some higher skills yeah and and it can be totally separate to the to the goal of the the actual design problem if it Mm. if they're demonstrating a skill so like i don't know a kid makes this really awesome product but it's too simple to give them high high technical skills there. Rat just ran past my gate. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the name of this episode is, but I'm renaming it something to do with rats. The lion, the witch, and the rat outside Jesse's cave. <laughs> the dog, the dog, the witch, and the rat. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, like you, you teach a skill in isolation. That's what I was talking about. So if a kid is like, he's got a lovely set of dominoes, which is great. It works. It's a game that you ask them to design a game. They've designed a game. They made a set of dominoes. You're like, great. You cut 32 pieces of wood. Well done. Or you made Jenga. You're like, right. Maybe you should try and do a different version of this on the 3D printer and print out uh, 32 different colored pieces so that you have travel Jenga as well as, I know, Jenga. Um, and you yeah. just say, right, just make something, make something a bit more complicated because they'll have finished it so quickly. The temptation is for them to go, I'm done. 
I'm like, hi, Don. I'm a teacher with yeah. bad dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like the the Holy Grail is the easiest to understand the fall, and it's the one where you know if if you if you're in there teaching design, you're obviously you're either qualified to teach it, or you it's a hobby of yours, or you enjoy just fucking cutting shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, sm- so sorry, no. this is the this is the one where you would have the most fun. It is, and and side note as well, this is one where you make use of the people in the department as well. You go, um, like you got if you've got a technician, like if you've got somebody that, that yeah. cuts wood and stuff, get them in the fucking room. Tell them, yeah, you do what you need to do, mate. Can you help that kid out? Like remember we had that awesome, uh, awesome technician, Young Sue, where. Yeah. She didn't speak in English, but it was basically half of the class were Chinese speakers. So you're like, she can automatically help half of the class there without even thinking about yeah. it. And she was so enthused to do it. And yeah. It was awesome. So she can actually communicate better than we can. Exactly. <laughs> With everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that yeah. was class. So. so make use of those people as well. So the uh, we often talk about that, you know, we have this podcast here. Um, where we're here to talk about NYP design and we often talk about how this podcast is, um, we, we pitch it at teachers that are either new to NYP or new to design. So in a learning factory first, we've got a new, a teacher new to NYP design in the outdoor studio here. We've got a live guest on site. We do, we do. It's not Coxie. But it's a 2FM broadcaster live in Cambodia. I'm actually just sitting here marking my INS uh, work. Oh, Christ. I might get a little confused. Who did you Who did you piss off to get some INS hours? I know. You still, you still haven't actually introduced her, by the way. So this is Melinda. <laughs> taught design a while ago, and she's a visual arts guru, so she has an understanding of the whole creativity side of it. She's not a math teacher. Um but what would you think is the hardest thing to get your head around for design, say, as a new teacher? I think my introduction was quite unique in first we started to introduce the uh, criteria by getting them to analyse their workspace. So we started with specifications. And, of course, my go-to was to ask questions that weren't necessarily measurable. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge that I've had to face so far. You've actually probably, you started at the exact wrong moment. You started at, at B1 and uh, that's the hardest one to explain to kids because they don't get it. They don't, they're like, why am I making a list of rules before I've made a list, made, made a lot of ideas? Yes. And they I think for it. some students, they understand it, but for the majority, they don't. Hmm. Um, whereas the design cycle, what we're going through, it makes sense in the order, but we've still got to be criteria and we seem to have got to B2 and then come back to B1 and I know that the cycle is not it's it doesn't just go one way um, but when you're working lineal on a padlet I'm guessing yeah. I'm just the kids are wanting to jump forward all the time so yeah that's probably one of my only challenges I like it I like the design program I'm teaching INS and I'm teaching visual arts and I'm really interested in the connections that design have with all the other subjects as well. Like I'm working with research questions at the moment with INS. I'm really interested in, in how it does connect to the other subjects because, of course, Jesse's been flying its flag for years now saying it's the most important subject. 
Yeah, it it, it that was designed, not on Yeah, INS is not. INS is, is is all the other subjects thrown in a dumpster and then they light that dumpster on fire, isn't it? <laughs> we can't we don't have time for a history class. We don't have time for a geography class. So that's just our social <laughs> studies. So apologies to all my INS colleagues, but yeah, look, you you know it's you're right. you, you know you're only there until you can teach your real subject at diploma level. That's all that's the only reason you teach it. <laughs> Big shout out to all those middle school middle school INS teachers that only teach MLP. Oh, stalwarts, yeah, yeah. Holding well, they're 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 the block layers. They're the block layers. So they just they lay blocks every day and they just build foundations for everyone else. Thankless tasks. It's actually really flexible. I'm just trying to get my head around the content because it's quite interesting and the way you can teach it is quite flexible and quite fun. What's really interesting about design, I think that's something that I kind of missed from the last time I taught it, that there's a problem to solve. And that's, a, that's quite interesting that the students want the problem. They, that, that's, we've taken a long time to go, but what is the problem and how do you solve the problem? Um, so I think that that's quite it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You kind of envision art. You'd, you'd have the artistic intention, wouldn't you? You'd have. Um, that's how I relate. If I was to approach teaching, I haven't taught um, arts in NYP, but I taught in the UK, where it's just uh, emulate and replicate, and, and that's about it. But mm. it, with, if you're trying to, if you're given an artistic intention, you try and sort of communicate an idea maybe i don't know i'm talking on my ass in terms of arts here but um how do you feel my question would be the main question how would you feel going into a practical design situation obviously visual arts helps a lot but would you have any trepidations yeah. well i think i think having the background of visual arts i'm not so frightened to be in a in a practical situation although if you remember i made you guys do most of my practical constructions as a visual arts teacher um, so I, I'm, I feel confident with three-dimensional products and sculptures. So I feel comfortable going into a materials room. But if you were a two-dimensional specialist, it might be difficult. Interesting. I suppose you have that expertise of managing several different things happening at once. So yeah, that also yes. comes into it. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. We had our first uh, impromptu live guest there. Do you know? Which goes just goes to school, isn't it? Just goes to show the um, the the half-arsedness that uh, that we prepared this show that it was just sprung on me there, and I came up with two reasonable questions. Quite proud of myself. That's right, <laughs> you did. And I'm not sure my answers were very good. Oh, just, they were better than the questions. Don't worry. Just in case you're listening, Professor Brian Cox will prepare well in advance if you're going to come on. Yeah, I've got a I've got a, <laughs> one of my one of my favorite books on my bookshelf is How to Teach Quantum Physics to Your Dog. So I'll um I'll read that in advance of Mr. Cox coming on or any science teacher really. If we can get a, a yes. below para science teacher, we can try and get them on as well. Yeah, well, there's plenty of those around. Oh bloody hell. I just have to look through my phone book most of the time. All right. Uh, is that it? And we got everything else? I'm just trying to think. We did we did all the C's. I think any it little, is. It any is, little yes. nuggets of wisdom? No. Uh. It's funny, you think we oh, would really? be able to talk with this for ages, but I suppose the only problem is we probably are too comfortable with this criteria and we probably don't think about some of the things. So on that note, I feel like we should put it out to people um, and we could have C revisited if people have got questions. Oh, yeah, well, they've always come up with so many questions in the past, Dave, so. Shouting just... into the void, at TLF tweets. It is. It's shouting into, yeah. the, into the vacuum, but we, we will persevere. 
And if you're one of those few people who sees this pop up in your feed, um, one, can you give us marketing tips? Two, can you respond? And for the rest of us, you need to uh, like, share, subscribe, and and rate us on your, as you say, your podcast delicatessen of choice. Yes, that's right. I like mine on a crusty brown roll. It'd be good to get some some comments, you know, a, bit, a little feedback. Mm. The as as good as a, a like. Yeah, I'll take a like. I'll take it. I'll take a virtual thumb. All right. Uh, just to let people know to 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 build up the hype because obviously we have such a good following. Uh, we've had a few guests on, but we're going to have a few more. We've also got well, we've got to talk about the, the 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 ugly stepchild of the of the family criteria D later on in the semester. Mm. Um, we may even venture into the sciences if, if we ha- if we have time because that's usually what happens with criteria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's criteria C. We, what we do is we get a lot of questions about criteria C. We'll revisit it. We'll extend the deadline for criteria C, and then we'll forget completely about evaluating anything. Yeah, that's exactly what we'll normally do. Uh, yeah, we just have a paddle where everyone can just drop their reflections on. Uh, <laughs> yes, and it will never be looked at again. Serious. Uh, we're going to have something about, um, we might even take a wander on school. We might go down to the counselor's office. We might even go down to the library later on in the semester. Um, yes. Say, down the science corridor. And we, yeah. we, we even talked about, considering now we're both in, uh, in, in, in gainful employment, we may even talk about uh, some little things you can do to uh, big yourself up on Twitter or, or on Instagram as a teacher. If you're looking to get out of your current situation, some of the things we did... Yes. To uh, well, didn't, not to promote the podcast because that's gone shit out, but uh, to, to promote ourselves, we did a pretty good job there. That's all we have to say about that, as I say. Well, I like the most important part of the podcast is when the kids next door decide to have their loudest bloody yap going on. I like the fact that you're still blaming the next door children, not your own children. That's that's uh, they're, they're sound asleep, mate. Yeah, yeah. So next week, we'll leave you in suspense as to what's coming in because we haven't planned that far ahead. Much like C one, we're gonna see what happens. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna take some yes. pictures along the way as I edit, and then eventually we're gonna realize I didn't do enough planning, and we're gonna to have to make changes to plan there. So uh, next week, you can join us on the Learning Factory podcast wherever you cast your pods. Yes. All right. Happy days. It's longer for. You have been listening to The Learning Factory. End of recording.